This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Here's the scenario. You've been injured in a serious accident. The doctor says your recovery could take months, maybe even years, yet your insurance company is denying your claim every step of the way. If something like this happens to you, call me, Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. We have offices in Toronto, London, Peterborough, and now Kitchener-Waterloo. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. So the Raptors lost. Yes, they lost to the the Bulls, one fourteen to one hundred two. The most important thing from this game probably was Jalen Harris's play, and then the most notable thing from this game was probably the play of Stanley Johnson, reminiscent somewhat of the the vaunted Ben Uzo game, the triple double that he had, where the Raptors won that game, and the consequence of that was that the Raptors jumped up in the standings. And we're no longer tied with Golden State and Portland, who did, I believe, a a coin flip. Portland won the coin flip, meaning that they had the sixth pick, who became Damian Lillard. Have you heard of him? He's pretty good. And Golden State got seventh. They chose Harrison Barnes. The Raptors, the eighth pick, they chose Terrence Ross. So the Ben Uzo game, potentially that triple-double was the difference between Damian Lillard and... uh, and Terrence Ross. Who knows? Terrence Ross later was traded for Serge Ibaka. Serge Ibaka who hit one of the biggest shots in that game seven against Philly. Serge Ibaka who was incredibly important for the Raptors when they won their championship. He just absolutely ate opposing bench bigs. He was fantastic just plugging in offensively. So like who knows, right? Everything is up to chance. But in a vacuum, if you say you can have Damian Lillard or Terrence Ross... One million out of one million people, maybe say Damian Lillard, except for Terrence Ross, although he's pretty self-aware guy. He might even say Damian Lillard as well. But yeah. okay. so Stanley Johnson, that absolute beast, he put up 35 points, 10 rebounds, five assists and three steals on over 50 percent shooting. He went six of 13 from deep, went five of seven from the line. Very impressive game. Not only that, but like he was getting into the lane, shimmying, hitting post fades, Euro stepping around guys, hitting pull up threes, being a hound defensively and kind of supercharged the Raptors in the second half, particularly in the third quarter and made a game where the Raptors were down 19 at half. They only ended up losing by 12 and it was a little bit closer than that at the end until Zach Levine kind of put on his clutch pants, his Time to close up the shop pants and hit a few shots. And Zach Levine, there's few players in the NBA who are more dedicated and proficient regular season scores than he is. 
And when he decided he wanted to put this game away, he was successful in doing so. So that was that was fun. The Stanley, not on his own, but largely because of his contributions. They they brought it back so that it was closer. And then if you're just a fan of basketball at the end of this game, you get to see Zach Levine go to his go-to options, that that high pick and roll, sidestep triple at the 45 extended, bang. Next time they run it down the floor, the guy steps out a little bit higher. He has that little hesitation dribble, takes it down, gets to the bucket for a reverse layup. It's cool to see really good scores do impressive actions to get really good scoring opportunities. It's uh, your go-to guy goes to his thing. It's one of the best things that you could ever witness in basketball, especially if a guy is doing it or a girl, depending on where you're watching. WNBA starts like right away. That's cool. Uh, Anyway, yes, Zach Levine, he kind of shut it down. But Stanley Johnson, 43 minutes played tonight, 35 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 steals, hound defensively, revelation offensively, and no turnovers either. That's maybe the craziest part because... Anytime Stanley Johnson is on ball, he has a proclivity, I would say, to put like way too much dip on his chip. He wants it all, all the time. And he's as liable to like get downhill and provide a player with a great pass to the dunker spot and like a layup as he is to just fall over and spill the beans out of bounds. It's it's a thing with him and not not something that he's been super successful at this year. But in this game, I mean the proof is in the proverbial pudding, let's say. He 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 went crazy. He absolutely went off. He had a hell of a game. The I can't remember who said spiritual successor to the Ben Uzo game. I know that Eric Kareen and Blake Murphy have both written about this prior and kind of they teed this up as, hey, you know, this could be an opportunity for a, the spiritual successor to the Ben Uzo game. I think Eric was teeing it up for months, this specific game. And I think Blake correctly predicted that Stanley Johnson would be the guy who kind of popped off. So the Athletic coming in very, very strong with their predictive tendencies. Jalen Harris was also, I think, very, very good in this game. There was his motion off ball continues to impress because he had a tough time getting anywhere on the floor in his earlier games this year. And there's an element of his offensive game that feels very dicey. Like he can get anywhere on the court. He feels quick. He's making very concise cuts into space. Like there's, you know, give and go, pass the ball off, cut down towards the bucket, catch the ball while catching the ball, hop step into space, could use the dribble, could not, puts up a floater. And you're kind of like, whoa, this is, this is very active. And penetrating. The Raptors don't have a a bunch of penetrating players, except Jalen Harris in this one appears to fit the bill. It's it was impressive. And not only that, but just his ability to form up off of drives, finding more opportunities for himself to take catch and shoot triples. That's very good. I enjoy that a lot. It's also something that Malachi Flynn should probably work on. It's you know. His his off-the-dribble game, I think, came in at an advanced level relative to a lot of prospects. But his catch-and-shoot threes, I think we're sitting right around where a freshman or a sophomore might be as far as the getting getting into the right space, getting your mechanics correct to take a lot of catch-and-shoot triples and to shoot them well. That's something I hope the Raptors can kind of sort out with him during the summer, or he does by himself, whatever that looks like. 
it's it's something to focus on. But he looks really sharp running an offense. It's the shot making is still like lagging way behind. And when you're tasked with carrying such a heavy burden as he is in these games where the Raptors OG isn't playing, Lowry's not playing, Siakam isn't playing, Van Vliet isn't playing, Gary Trent Jr. isn't playing, Boucher isn't playing, Paul Watson isn't playing, Rodney Hood isn't playing. Aaron Baines, though, did get 20 minutes, had three assists, four boards, and six points. So something something to look at as well. But yeah, anyway, Malachi, there's a lot to lift. And there's since he's not getting to the rim a ton, even though I think he will be able to get there at a higher clip than Fred Van Vliet, not next year, but probably the year after, I think you'll see in the percentile-based statistics that that will bear out. But I don't know about next year. I'm not sure about this year. But you can see that there might be potential for that. But he's still very jump shot heavy at this point in his career. He was in this game, and that's not indicative of a failing career or anything like that. That's just a rookie trying to beat a playing team where, you know, it, it would be fair to say that the Raptors currently are comprised of mostly like bottom tier NBA talent and very high tier G League talent. What they can convert themselves into, who knows down the road, of course. And that's not me trying to be down on them. That's just me being like, hey, there's not a ton of NBA level talent on this team or high level NBA talent. And that's quite evident with the starting lineup. Flynn, Birch, Harris, Watanabe, who he left the game too. He rolled his ankle and he only played nine minutes. And Stanley Johnson, who just, my God, what a game, right? And it is worth noting that while I like both Birch and Gillespie, and I think they're both NBA quality players, Gillespie picked up from the G League, Birch picked up after he was waived by the Magic. That's your front court duo who is trying to stop Nikola Vucevic. And Vucevic is like an absolute beast. He's very difficult to stop. And <laughs> I mean, he, he commands a lot of attention. And I think the Bulls, like in this game, a lot of guys really, they reap the benefits of that attention. Like they, the Bulls run a three-man action, a stagger set, and the Raptors defend it with three guys naturally since they're typically playing man. And they send two guys to the ball, but not super aggressively. And they send one guy going downhill. The guy who's dropped back has the sense to take the roller, but Larry Markinen is just popping wide open into space. And... Is he as good a shooter as people might have wanted him to be at this point? Not, not, I don't think he is, but is he still a good shooter and maybe somebody you don't want to give wide open shots to? Yeah, probably. So the Raptors, there's just a lot of defensive gaffes. Typically good defenses will be able to cloak what that, what they're allowing. Cause you can never take away everything. And on certain possessions, sure you can with outstanding defensive plays, and rotations and stuff like that. But typically, over the course of a game, you're going to be allowing something. And Kobe White getting 10 assists, a guy who is not known for his ability to playmake, really, uh, you know, kind of like Terry Rozier as well. Terry Rozier gets assists, but you can tell that he's missing a lot of the high-level reads when he's running an offense. And if he's racking up assists, typically it means that the players on his team are hitting really difficult shots and they're just getting the ball, putting it up, and you know it's an assist where there was no advantage created. He just happened to be the guy who got the other player the ball. Or the other team is allowing very rudimentary reads to lead to baskets. And the Raptors, I would say that their defense in this game 
rudimentary reads led to baskets and good defenses typically don't allow that to happen. And that's, but here's the thing, right? Like we talked about who's missing. We talked about who's playing. The benefit of that is not anything on the floor outside of development and all that kind of stuff. But as far as an optics thing, fans and the fan base should be able to kind of sit back and appreciate what's happening on the floor, even in a loss, because you can't, I think it would be very incorrect to look at this team and be, you know, throw your hands in the air like, hey, what the hell? Why didn't you guys beat the Bulls? You know, like that type of thing. I I just don't think it's reasonable. So getting a a fun game from Jalen Harris, a monstrous game from Stanley Johnson, and some development from Malachi Flynn. And, you know, Malachi Flynn and Jalen Harris are kind of grouped together, especially on a play where, my God, Malachi Flynn leaking out. Jalen Harris on the opposite side throws that little backspin pass. You know, it's like you're doing a karate chop, but the basketball's coming out of your hand. Bounce pass, rolls back a little bit into Jalen Harris's hands for a dunk in transition. Them linking up for something like that is very fun in the midst of a season that has been perhaps not so fun. I guess it depends on what you're looking for in these basketball games, but I would say on the whole, a lot of Raptors fans have been somewhat underwhelmed with, you know, the Raptors' performances this year and maybe expecting more from some players and got more than they expected from others, both in a positive and negative sense. So it's it's been a hell of a year. They played in Tampa Bay the whole time and apparently will be conducting, like, draft interviews and stuff. Oh, also on, on the draft stuff, tomorrow I'm recording a podcast with P.D. Webb, who, if you don't know, I think he's one of the best draft guys in the world. It, like who I don't know any of the guys who work for teams really, and obviously they're very good. But as far as people who are covering it from a media sense or from like an analysis based background, he's fantastic. And we'll be talking about this Saturday. It'll come out. There'll be you know first round prospects, largely lottery based guys. We'll walk through players that the Raptors might be interested in, and then next Saturday we'll be talking about second round guys because the Raptors have two second round picks. So that that should be fun. So look forward to that. I think his his insights will be worth their weight in gold. He's very good at what he does. So something to look forward to. But yes, the Raptors got spanked. No other way to put it really. I I I, I enjoyed this game simply for watching the young guys grow to some degree, but. Even the, even with that said, a lot of the young guys weren't really participating in this game. Like OG Ananobi was the bright shining star for a lot of this season. I when he was in a game, I felt more inclined to enjoy things because you feel like he is a tangible part of the Raptors' future. He's a pillar, and his development is something you'll see for years down the road. Even with a guy like Jalen Harris, you're not super sure if he's even going to be back next year. I suspect he will. But the Raptors have punted on second round picks before DeAndre Daniels, for example, and like Yuta Watanabe. I hope he's back next year, but will he be? Who's to say? DeAndre Bembe was good in this game, but will he be back next year? His his contract is non-guaranteed. So who the hell knows? And then Aaron Baines, he's not going to be back next year. And that's just who knows if he's done in the NBA if he's going to go play in Australia, where I'm sure he could play for a long time, probably has like four or five more years of professional ball, especially since he plays that style of basketball for sure. So I don't know. It's it's a bunch of stuff. But the Raptors, 114 to 102. They lose this game. The Reggie Evans Award, it couldn't go to anybody except for Stanley Johnson. 
he was everywhere on the court. And when he couples, you know, a good defensive game with a really good offensive game, that's not very common for Stanley Johnson. So it feels like something that he should be rewarded for. And in my own small way, I hope to reward him with the Reggie Evans Award because Stanley, like, hell yeah, dude, you did your thing. And there's nothing better than doing your thing on the highest level that you can do said thing. So, Stanley, well done. Top quick reaction comment from Peace Dog. Quote, remember when Nick Nurse had only a couple of black NN hats? End quote. I do. Yeah, he has different colored ones now. And they're, uh, I think it's, what is it, nicknurse.com? You can go and, and buy his hats if you want to. I had an idea that I was going to go to a media scrum wearing one of his hats, but that idea was shortly before the pandemic started and media scrums have not been a thing. Maybe it's something I'll do now going forward, but as far as, and I wouldn't mention it either. I just wear his hat to his scrum, ask him a couple of questions. I mean, in the scrum I did before where I asked him questions, he was super nice and that's like great, but I think it would be a, a fun bit. Just wear his hat and not mention it. And if you remarked upon it, be like, is this yours? I just, I thought it was a cool, like, NN hat. Like, this is stupid. I'm so sorry I subject you to this. But anyway, thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed the Raptors games. There's only two more left this year. And I'll be here for both of those to talk about them after they're done. So thanks for tuning in if you got into this in the morning or at night. Have a blessed day and goodbye.